Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Smoke Global. This is where we connect with global first entrepreneurs and remote work experts from all around the world to share their expertise and knowledge. Our guest today is Carlos Escutia, uh, founder and CEO at GrowWork. Uh, Carlos, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for the invitation, Bit happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you you you've had quite a journey. I mean, from your days at Casabond and FIS, right, and to creating Growwork. So could you could you could you give us a quick introduction about yourself and maybe tell us a few words about Growwork? Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, a quick uh, I guess summary on the, my background. I'm a three-time venture back founder. Uh, before this, uh, I was a the founder of Casa One, a venture-backed a company backed by Axel and a bunch of well-known uh, investors okay. that raised close to $80 million. This was one of the first uh, a kind of furniture rental uh, technology platforms scaled at uh, pretty fast. And, you know, as we were growing that company, I kind of came across the issues that, you know, we set out to solve here with Growwork, which is we started hiring a lot of engineers in India and, uh, and elsewhere outside of the Bay Area. Uh, where we were headquartered and I always I experienced this pain point of hey you know I need to deliver a laptop or I need to recover a laptop from my uh, you know this this hire that we let go you know, we onboarded mm -hmm. um, and so you know when you're a small company it's not a big deal right you can sometimes ask your team members to bring their own device as you start scaling you start getting to some compliance requirements you start getting to some other considerations including costs uh, a, a, you know, incurred by asking your uh, employees to bring their own mm -hmm. devices uh, uh, that simply, you know, are not reasonable, right? And so uh, you are in the necessity to provide a company-owned uh, uh, equipment. And so that was kind of the issue that I spotted uh, before. This this is, was all pre-COVID, right? This is, uh, we're talking about 2017. So, uh, you know, I thought there was an opportunity there. There were a lot of companies around us that were looking to hire uh, remotely. And the first reason was very simple, right? It's it's economic, right? The economics. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, hired a two hundred, three thousand dollar engineer in the Bay Area versus uh, you know someone in India, Brazil for eighty thousand, ninety thousand that has the same skill right. level, right? Um, and that was kind of you know where I saw the opportunity, and we started working on this idea of uh, providing a solution that would streamline this. For companies, then the pandemic arrived and it accelerated all this trend that we have been seeing, you know, from mm -hmm. years to months, right? And we find ourselves uh, today in this world where you know uh, most organizations are expected to continue uh, uh, growing globally uh, uh, for multiple reasons, but definitely cost saving is a big driver, uh, despite all the you know narrative that sometimes you hear on the media of you know going back to the office the reality is there uh you know companies continue to accelerate you know going global and, and with that there are a number of services and solutions that are required to make that work at scale and so mm -hmm. that's what our work is building we're building a uh, an it service management platform uh, it's a new generation it service management platform that is focused on serving the needs of global companies right this could be small companies all the way to you know fortune 500 you know, publicly traded uh, organizations who, we currently serve as well in more than 150 countries. That's in a nutshell. Uh, happy to you know answer any questions. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And yeah, I mean, uh, IT asset management is super important aspect of remote work, global work, right? And from my experience, it can be 
complicated it can be frustrating you know especially when hiring in multiple countries at once like most of my clients do in fact so with that um can you go a bit deeper how how does your platform help companies expand globally and overcome those challenges of equipping and managing it assets across multiple locations at once absolutely so traditionally what companies have done is you know they do it themselves right they have an it mm-hmm. team that they it's looking for either vendors in the country where they're going to be hiring or they need to buy it in their home country and ship it out to that employee and mm-hmm. dealing with customs and taxes, which make it expensive, very expensive, right? Uh, plus risky because you never know if those devices are going to arrive at all, which happens a lot, right? right? Uh, and that's just for the delivery. What happens when uh, you know team members uh, leave your organization after a few months, didn't work out, now, there's no easy way for you to recover those devices. So you just make an arrangement, hey, just keep the device and that's part of your severance package, right? Um, and again, that works if you're a small company. When you start getting into hundreds of, you know, or thousands of employees, that's just not scalable, right? Your right. IT team spends a lot of time in non-core functions, you know, shipping, handling, you know, logistics. Uh, you know, you have this risks uh, around compliance uh, because you have team members that are, working with your own devices or in other team members that have company owned or procured devices, uh, you know, very difficult to standardize security globally, right? And so that is the challenge that a lot of organizations face today. And so all of that is solved by working with us, good work. Our objective is to streamline and make it super easy for an organization to procure and retrieve devices and manage any uh, service that those devices may need throughout the life cycle of those devices at the touch of a button. So mm-hmm. through the GrowWork platform, GrowWork can integrate with existing systems, HRIS, uh, accounting, uh, you know, MDM, uh, whatever software, whatever systems your, your organization is currently using, uh, whatever stack your organization is currently using, ours can integrate uh, pretty seamlessly so that it, it becomes a streamlined uh, process that provides visibility to all stakeholders in your organization and allows you to have better control on your expenses uh, around IT technology, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Everything again automated through the global platform. So that's in a nutshell uh, how we mm-hmm. sell, how we sell, how we help organizations today. We operate mm-hmm. in 150 countries. Uh, most of the of the business is done in, uh, in you know countries like Mexico, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, and uh, Latin America, but in Asia also, India, uh, China, Australia, in Europe, uh, mostly you know, Eastern Europe. Uh, that's mm-hmm. uh, those are kind of the biggest markets for us. Right, right. So you mentioned that the Groundwork operates in 150 countries, right? And how is it possible to carry equipment, logistics, and support all those countries, you know, at once? Can you can you maybe break down how your operation runs? Do you yeah. own that equipment and have your own service and delivery centers in every city, yeah. or do you rely on partnerships? Just curious. Yeah, it's. It's a mix of everything, and and mm-hmm. and this this comes out of our own learnings from building Casa One, where uh, mm-hmm. we had our own warehouses and last mile capabilities, and basically I was the head of operations there, and I built everything from the ground up. So mm-hmm. I saw kind of firsthand what how difficult it was to scale and, and how capital intensive it was to build a business like that. Right, in order to go global at the speed that is required. The realization is, look, you don't need to necessarily build those capabilities internally. It will depend on the country, right, and the size of the market and those needs, uh, such in the U.S. In the U.S., we we have uh, some uh, local uh, capabilities that uh, belong to Grower. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. for the most part, we look for the best uh, tier one uh, partners in every single country where we operate, right? And not only one, but multiple to have redundancies. And what we have done is that we're building the software that, to, that connects to that existing infrastructure with the objective to standardize a, uh, you know, an SLA global, right? Mm-hmm. Which it's very challenging and very difficult to achieve. And it's something that we continue to work on, right? Uh, because, you know, uh, different uh, uh, partners have different service levels, operate differently depending on the, the, the country. Uh, you know, they have different systems uh, that they manage uh, their operations with. And so Grower is building uh, infrastructure that enables uh, these partners to connect to our platform and provide the solutions that we provide to our customers through us, right? So everything is managed to the Grower platform. Ultimately, the, the, the customer is dealing with Grower, not with the hundreds of partners that we have uh, globally. Uh, but uh, in order to execute fast uh, and efficiently, uh, that's how we are structured. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and you you touched this a bit, but just I would like to go a bit deeper. You know, so um, in my experience with tech companies, they are expanding into, for example, Latin America. It's, uh, it's something that I see all the time. I've seen many offering. You know, kind of like you also uh, talked about this kind of offering cash bonuses for new hires to set mm-hmm. up their home offices. Right. They kind of outline their security and software needs and then let the employees handle the equipment by themselves, right? It seems like a very straightforward approach. Um, but I, I get it in terms of large companies. But let's let's take, for example, round B company, around like 100 employees there, right? So with that, why should companies like that choose your services instead? Some may see yeah. this as a maybe less cost-effective approach. It appears that... They, they would be paying for the equipment, right? And yeah. then for, for your services charges, you know, could you help yeah. us understand this better? Yeah, absolutely. So there are two things uh, to consider when we're talking about equipment. Uh, the one that you mentioned is more around the, the workspace, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. desk, the chair, you know, mm-hmm. those sort of things. Uh, that, the best way to solve it is, as you described it, you know, companies providing a stipend and, uh, you know, reimburse for whatever amount. That's the easiest way. Why? Because it's very difficult for a company. And uh, again, having experience with furniture, which was my previous company, it's very mm-hmm. difficult for a company to impose, uh, hey, you know, these are the options of desks and chairs. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know what is the style or the size of the space that that team member has, whatever he's working from. And, you know, dealing with that type of uh you know, uh, furniture is not easy, right? It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's just a different thing. And and it's really not critical to the operation of an organization, right? right? It's a nice to have. It's a nice perk to have, right? So what we're focused on is exclusively and specifically on IT solutions. Mm-hmm. Why? Because IT solutions, it's a wide range, right, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, IT equipment. It's not only a laptop or a monitor or peripherals, right? We work for organizations that we provide a, networking equipment servers right in uh, other countries they're just setting up a new building in in you know another country and uh, they, they are they're office centric but they're expanding globally and that mm-hmm. they're not hiring people you know uh, working from home but they're setting up a building literally in another country and we're in charge of setting up old infrastructure the IT right okay. we make it very easy for organizations to outsource uh, instead of building in-house uh, all these capabilities. All of these mm-hmm. organizations have to build it at some point. When you evaluate cost benefit, you know, versus building versus uh, outsourcing, uh, it's very clear why it makes sense to work with us. 
uh, starting from the cost of equipment, right? One of the benefits of, grow, of uh, working with GrowWork is that GrowWork, as we scale in multiple countries, uh, we purchase a significant volume of equipment, of IT equipment in any given country. That mm -hmm. gives us access to better pricing uh, directly from manufacturers or from distributors, which we pass through directly to uh, our customers, right? That's the first thing, starting from mm -hmm. the cost basis. From uh, an ongoing uh, kind of a, a service requirements to ensure that those devices are operating up and running at all times to minimize downtime, which can be significantly costly for an organization if, if, if it's not uh, managed you know, properly. That's something mm -hmm. that we also help companies save money uh, on, right? Uh, through our platform, employees can have access to help us support 24-7. Uh, we have uh, on-the-ground support as well. If someone needs uh, a device that needs to be replaced because something happened to it, uh, we, we expedite that. We take care of it in 24 hours uh, easily, right? And uh, in most of these countries. And mm -hmm. so what that ensures is that your team is, you know, up and running at all times and we minimize that, that, that downtime that can have significant impact. So those are kind of just some examples of why it makes sense to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not even talking about the cost uh, or the time saved in running all of this, which can be significant, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. By simply automating it through a platform like ours. Okay. Okay. And uh, I guess I saw this in, in one of your articles or somewhere where you mentioned uh, the increase of remote workplace uh, lawsuits, right? So you, you kind of highlighted that ignoring safety practices not only puts employees at risk, but also exposes mm -hmm. to the company to legal consequences of this, right? Yeah. So, so I'm just curious, uh, could you share some examples or cases where companies faced legal consequences? <clears throat> Yeah, so this is specifically to uh, you know furniture and this place where you actually uh, you know work in, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So just so when we started Grower, we actually started uh, testing that, right? And and so we came across uh, this data. Yeah, that's correct. Really? That's, okay. part, what was part? That was part of the uh, of the uh, uh, suite of solutions that we were kind of testing out as we were starting okay. as an organization, cool. right? And so mm -hmm. what we came across is this data point where uh, there were lawsuits in the U.S. and in Europe uh, where, you know, someone got injured because, you know, they have a cord somewhere and, uh, you know, that was their office. And so the company was sued because they didn't have the proper equipment uh, set up, right? So that's that's what those lawsuits are around. I think that, you know, as it pertains with IT equipment, the uh, risks are more around, uh, you know, data breaches, right? How do you handle the... Uh, data that is stored in equipment that, you know, is sensitive, right? And I'll give you a specific example. Uh, in India, right, we have uh, organizations that are hiring uh, 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 you know, engineers and, uh, mm -hmm. and and they have very sensitive data. Uh, there's specifically one organization that focuses on design that we serve. And uh, it, they wanted to make sure that they could recover those devices within two, three days after some after an employee is, is, uh, is afforded. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they basically what they were facing is, you know, this employee does not want to, you know, open the door to us and does not want to uh, let us, you know, recover those devices. And so the company mm -hmm. was very concerned because, uh, you know, hey, you know, even though everything is connected to MDM, you know, these are people that are uh, knowledgeable and uh, they can work around how to access and store the data and mm -hmm. keep it and sell it somewhere else right and mm -hmm. that's a that's a big risk right and so 
that was a lawsuit that was started, obviously, uh, you know, against the employee. Not this, this was the other way around, not, not, not the organization. But Grower was instrumental in helping this company, uh, you know, provide all the documentation and all the proof of, hey, this employee actually has this data, this this equipment has not been able to, you know, uh, willing to uh, return it. And so, you know, we were able to help out in solving it favorably. Uh, but yeah, those are kind of the uh, the, the the risks that uh, you know we can think about uh, specifically uh, uh, to grower right with IT equipment. And again, this this article that you read was more focused on the consequences or the risks of uh, not having the proper space uh, mm-hmm. and the company being held uh, liable. But I believe that organizations today are being proactive about it by you know providing either uh, stipends or access to you know ergonomic uh, you know mm-hmm. coaching support uh, that sort of thing, and that that definitely will minimize it. Okay. Okay. So another question that I'd like to to ask you, uh, as you work with different organizations, like a global first organizations, right? Uh, I would like to hear your perspective on this. So, uh, for example, what I noticed last year, the main motivation to go global for my specific clients was just uh, talent shortage in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. This year, this motivation changed a bit, and the main motivation this year is just to cut costs, right? So so given this this shift, uh, what do you think the future holds for remote work and, you know, this global hiring trend? Are we going to see this become a normal way of doing things or will it end up you know being a special you know kind of perk offered only for certain companies certain sectors like a gig guys no this is this is this is going to be prevalent this is going to be everywhere as a matter of fact you see it already right uh to your point we are seeing exactly the same trends organizations Mm -hmm. today are focused on cost saving and so what are they doing they're doing exactly what you described they're uh you know downsizing in high cost uh, regions and mm-hmm. hiring or building engineering teams and you know lower cost regions that's just that's just the nature of the beast and it is what it is right we you can't go around that is a very logical right. uh, a, you know a, a, a trend and uh, that is not going to uh, slow down anytime soon right? we we unfortunately we have those situations where you know companies decide to uh, you know, cut costs in the US and you know mm-hmm start a hub in India or in Brazil or any of those places, right? That's happening right. a lot. And it's being driven and accelerated by uh, you know, this adoption and this understanding that uh, you can operate uh, effectively in a distributor uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, both employees and companies know this. And again, despite all the narrative that you hear about uh, a push to go back to uh, an office, that's just the reality of what's happening, right? So if you, if you try to predict what's going to happen, you know, this trend line in the next few years, this is going to continue expanding, right? To multiple, uh, you know, job roles that can also mm-hmm. be uh, done remotely. And I think this is a win-win for everybody, right? Not only organizations will have access to the best talent anywhere, but also mm-hmm. at a reasonable or manageable cost. But also employees are not forced to live in a high-cost place, right? You know, in, in our company, we get to work with all types of people, right? That work to work remotely, and you know, we hear stories of uh, employees that used to live in New York or San Francisco that are now in Mexico City or mm-hmm. in Bali or you know some low place, so low cost place where you know they continue to uh, uh, you know have a great job and, uh, and and their quality of living is certainly better because they're able to have that flexibility of living in a place wherever they they choose, and it, it could be seasonal, right? You don't have to be 
in uh, and, and one place forever. So that's that's just something that will continue to happen. We will also see, uh, a, you know, one of the reasons why we're excited about what we do, and uh, along with a lot of companies that are looking to enable uh, a, or make it easier for organizations to hire and manage their team members globally, is the access of opportunity uh, that this provides to uh, folks that traditionally have not had access to, uh, right? And so right. this enables social mobility, this enables creation of wealth that, you know, traditional would only be possible if you emigrated from that country to a place like the US or, you know, somewhere in Europe, right? Uh, and so it's awesome to see now that, you know, uh, folks that are talented, are super smart and driven, they don't even have to leave their village as long as they have, you know, internet connection and what they're able to do and have, how they're able to scale and help, you know, their communities, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's amazing. And, and I think that that's, that's just a, a great benefit of, of remote work, right? The, the downside of this is that you'll see a lot of folks that, you know, now have to compete at a global level, right? Mm -hmm. And so they need to level up and they need to, uh, you know, get at a point where you're as good as anybody else in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think that's 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 kind of the, uh, the, the what we're seeing. But uh, I think overall, it's a win-win for everybody, and we're very excited about that future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I cannot agree more with you because as uh, someone who's from Ukraine <laughs> and probably you know what's going on there right now, and that's yeah. great to see that guys there just because of this remote work and global hiring trend that well, i mean at least it was like last year i mean they managed to get a really cool job for a u.s company and they still can you know you know support their families in, in ukraine and that's that's because of this trend and because of remote work so i i totally agree with you um okay so uh, in speaking about the future right so as we, as we started about this uh grow work currently grow work uh focuses on providing equipment for remote workers right do do you, are you planning to expand beyond equipment and maybe manage some other categories or services for distributed employees that's a great question and and look as we look at the future of grow work uh for us managing it you know, asset procurement and management at a global scale is not an easy thing to do, right? So unlike right. a lot of platforms that promise to do everything, the reality is that this is so complex that you can be a jack of all trades and master of none. And that's exactly what we're seeing uh, at a higher level, right? A lot of our, a lot of companies that come to work uh, with GrowWork is because they tested all their platforms and they just didn't get the solution that they needed, right? And that's a reality because this is not simply a, a software solution. This is dealing with logistics at a global scale that require time, uh, you know, to manage. And it's not a static thing. It's a pretty dynamic, uh, you know, a, a operation that it needs to adapt and adjust to to maintain an SLA at a global scale, which is not easy as you, as you might expect, right? Yeah. And so when thinking about the future, what we're looking to build here is that we're still building, we're still working on this uh, a solution of uh, providing a standardized SLA uh, at a global scale, right? Uh, but as in thinking about the future, we see a big opportunity just uh, a, a becoming a next generation uh, IT service management uh, platform that not, not only deals with, uh, uh, a, a, you know, hardware, but also mm -hmm. with software and security solutions uh, a, that optimizes and minimizes risks uh, a, for global organizations. 
And so that is kind of the next step for us. We're going to be starting uh, providing solutions around security. Uh, if, you know, as every company today, we're also uh, we have a big push internally uh, to develop services around AI uh, right. that optimize, uh, you know, and you know this this uh, this processes. And so that's exactly what the the route that we're going to pursue. We we don't want to be everything for everybody. We mm -hmm. want to be known as you know the company that focuses on IT <laughs> service management at a global scale, right? Okay. And so, and that, that will encompass multiple services that we'll be uh, building and deploying as uh, you know, the, the opportunity and the demand presents. Okay, sounds good, sounds good. Okay, Carlos, I guess, I guess we're good. Thanks a lot for sharing your insights and we wish you and Grow Work all the best in your journey. Thanks for coming today. Thank you, Beth, for having us here. Yeah. Thank you.